uh, full disclosure, I'm one of these guys who doesn't like talking about holidays too early. I don't think you should talk about Halloween until at least October. I've got neighbors, their yard is completely decorated with Halloween stuff and has been since mid-September. To me, that's Russian things. Same thing when it comes to Christmas. December, maybe even after Thanksgiving, you know, give us two months. Um, Fine, go all out. But it seems we just get earlier and earlier every year when we're rushing into Halloween or we're rushing into Christmas or whatever the case may be. Um, and I know people get all wrapped up in it, and it's big, big business. I mean, there's a Halloween store on every corner now starting in August, uh, and you know what happens around the Christmas season. This year, though, is different, and we're going to be talking about Christmas shopping and doing it early, and there's very, very good reason. If you're out shopping now and you see something that might make a good gift for somebody, it's highly recommended that you pick it up. Because if you don't and somebody else does, it may not be back in stores when you want it. That's how tight things are in terms of the supply chain. So let's get some details on what's happening. We're going to chat with Zachary Rogers, who is an assistant professor of supply chain management at Colorado State University. Dr. Rogers, thank you for your time this morning. I appreciate you joining us. Thanks. It's good to be here. You know, I agree with you on the uh, don't talk about holidays. <laughs> I think supply chains, though, and maybe the Hallmark movie channel might disagree with us, but yeah. I'm on the same page as you. Yeah, they're, they're doing Christmas movies year-round on that Hallmark channel. Oh, yeah, it's Christmas in July. <laughs> it's, it's big business, and I understand that. I think for a lot of people, uh, some people are shopping year-round. I understand that. But for a lot of people, it's sort of like, I'll worry about that maybe in November, probably in December, I'll start thinking about it. That could be a really big mistake this year, right? A lot of the things that you might want to find in December may not be there. Oh, absolutely. And, and a lot of firms are struggling with that already. You know, supply chains have really been built on the idea that you can get things from, say, China to the west coast of North America in about, you know, somewhere between 20 and 30 days. And that the costs associated with those are, are somewhat affordable, like, you know, a 40-foot container generally going across the Pacific Ocean is going to run you $1,800, $1,900 uh, U.S. Right now, a container going from China to the west coast of North America is going to cost somewhere around $20,000. What? Okay, so, so yeah, it's essentially gone up by 10 times. So now if you think about that, the value of the goods inside your average 40-foot container is about $50,000 to $100,000. So if we go then from two to 20, then we've gone from maybe 4% of the value of the goods is just the price of the box going across the water to today, it's closer to 40, 45%. And so not only are things going to be coming slower because of the crunch, because of this crazy rush to get things in as fast as we can. And, you know, spoiler alert, we're not going to be able to get things in fast (laughs) enough we will see some uh, some sort of inflation baked into many of the consumer goods, I think, this year. Okay, let's back up and talk about why is it like this? Why is the supply chain, and essentially we're talking about shipping in, in, in large regard to yeah. what this is about, why is it so different in, in such a short amount of time? Is, is it all pandemic-related? That's a big piece of it. A big piece of it is, is, is the pandemic. So, you know, supply chains are really built to sort of be perpetual motion machines. And there's not a lot of excess capacity. So it's not something where we say, oh, those are our emergency 25,000 TEU uh, cargo ships or our emergency port terminals that normally we don't use, but we can flex them on, you know, when demand is high. Those are so expensive. All of the capital investment you need 
for international supply chains because the scale is so large is so expensive that essentially what every uh, every supply chain tries to have is just exactly as much capacity as they need. Well, during the pandemic, essentially everything shut down for about uh, six days, or sorry, sorry, six six months. And you know, it's it's interesting. Like if you look at something like the Port of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. on an average day, average non-pandemic, non-crisis mode day, there should be you know twelve ships uh, probably in in the dock, and maybe a few ships waiting outside in the port. Well, for most of the summer of 2020, and and even in the early fall of 2020, there was three, four ships. Because, you know, China shut down first, and then North America shut down, and it was sort of a a rolling shutdown. Yeah. Well, today, there's 73 ships (laughs) that are sitting in the, the, the San Pedro Bay, and most of them are just sitting there doing nothing. You know, on average, maybe you have to wait two days out in the water before you can get to the dock and get unloaded. I get a, uh, an email from the, uh, the Port of Los Angeles every day with a, a rolling 30-day average of how long ships are waiting, and right now it's about 10 days. And that number has gone up dramatically, which tells you that in the last couple of weeks it's probably actually closer to 11 or 12 days that ships are waiting to be unloaded. And so essentially what happened is we got behind. We got behind during the crunch of the pandemic, and now we're struggling to catch up. And we just don't have the capacity to both catch up for lost time as well as cover the demand mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's currently building right now. Um, and this touches all sectors, right? I mean, it basically, Absolutely. because it may, maybe you don't need your product shipped, but you need a component to your product ship. So there's really mm-hmm. nobody that's escaping this. Absolutely. You know, Toyota outsold General, outsold General Motors in the U.S. for the first time ever in the second quarter of 2021. And it's not because preferences change by the consumers. It's because Toyotas were available and GM cars were not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that it all comes down to semiconductors, where Toyota sort of saw into the future a little bit and stockpiled a bunch of semiconductors ahead of time. General Motors, Ford did not. And so they didn't have any inventory to sell. You know, Ford is going to take uh, a $2.4 billion, you know, uh, revisement down in earnings because they just have whole parking lots full of trucks totally built, sitting there. They have the body of the truck, but they don't have the brain because they don't have yeah. the, uh, the semiconductors. And it's so interesting, by the way, that it's Toyota that did that, because Toyota is sort of famous for just-in-time inventory, which is kind of how supply chains have always worked. Just in time. We'll have everything just when you need it to be as efficient as possible. But by buying semiconductors ahead of time, really they move from just-in-time to just-in-case. And that's the reality that we see a lot of companies taking right now where, hey, we're just going to build up as much as we can because who knows? Who knows when the next ship is going to come across the water? Best Buy, for example, is claiming they already have all of the electronics they're going to need all the way through Christmas. And now that's not an efficient way to run a supply chain because that means you have a lot of stuff in your warehouses. But they think it's the only way that they're going to hit the customer service levels they need to hit this, uh, this Q4. And that takes us back to costs. So they're paying more for shipping costs. They're paying more for warehousing costs to have this on hand. Ultimately, the cost continues to go up as they try and find ways to navigate their way through this. Absolutely. I think last time I was here, we we mentioned that I I put out an index every month called the Logistics Managers Index. And the September index will come out next Tuesday, but I was just running the numbers. So I can actually, this is breaking news. This is the first time anybody's going to hear what they are. (laughs) But uh, so the warehousing uh, price metrics, 
is at an 89 right now. And just to remind listeners, it's a scale that goes from zero to 100. So the closer to 100 you are, the greater the level of growth. That 89 that we have for warehouse price is the highest number we've ever had in the history of the, of the index. Wow. And it's because so much inventory is being stored um, and it doesn't really, it, it can't really move that quickly. You know, I, I'm seeing things like the, the Biden administration saying, hey, let's run the ports 24 hours a day. Well, in theory, that's a good idea, and it might clear some ships out of the bay, but then all of this inventory isn't going to have anywhere to go. It's sort of like running through one red light and then coming right up to (laughs) another red light right after it. Because inventory can get through, but then uh, warehouse occupancy right now is about 98 to 99% in most of the major industrial hubs in North America. And the rail lines, I mean, there's 25-mile traffic jams in Chicago trying to get uh, goods across the country. So it's not real. Even if you get through the docks, it's not like things are going to get to the shelves really quickly because of all the congestion in the supply chain and the lack of capacity. And, you know, when we're talking about this supply chain, Doc, it's all interconnected, right from sourcing the raw materials for your product to building your product to shipping your product to warehousing it to retailing it. They all have to work together and a snag in one area, like you say, you run through that red light and you run smack into another one. Absolutely. You know, that the outbreaks in Vietnam that have happened over the last couple months are going to mean that there's essentially half of the Nike shoes yeah. <laughs> that Nike would like to have on, on shelves uh, on shelves this, this Christmas. So if, if you have a kid who's really into basketball or something, I would get those now because <laughs> there's not going to be more coming soon. What's the timeline? I mean, we, we talked about this, I think it was a couple of months ago when we were in a bad spot. It seems to have gotten worse. Is there an end in sight here, or is this just going to take a long time to sort of get back to where it used to be? Well, it will take quite a while. You know, really, we sort of jumped ahead uh, in terms of our need for capacity, maybe two or three years uh, past where we, where we should have gone in 2020. So we, we sort of jumped forward into the future a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like I said, supply chains are built to be very lean. And something like a big container ship might take three years, four years to put together. Or, or the trucks and the trains that we need. Ironically, the big 53-footer trucks that we need to move goods around that would actually relieve a lot of this tension. We have record orders for them right now, but in July we produced the lowest number we've produced since the pandemic started, and again, it comes down to not having semiconductors. And so it turns into this negative feedback loop where because we don't have enough logistics capacity, we can't get semiconductors over here, but because we, don't, we can't get semiconductors over here, we can't build up our logistics capacity. And so it's kind of, you know, I would say probably 2023 is when maybe we could really start to dig out of this and make, make significant improvements. Wow. It's, it just takes a while, though. Patience, patience. And if you see something that you like, get it, because it may not be Absolutely. there next time. Okay. Well, and everyone has a loose return policy now, so don't even worry about it. Even if you only <laughs> think you might like it, just go exactly. for it. If it doesn't work out, just take it back. Doc, always appreciate the insight. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's been fun. Yeah, Dr. Zachary Rogers, who is an assistant professor of supply chain management at Colorado State University. He was mentioning Nike uh, and their sneakers. And yeah, uh, that's one of the things that people talk about. Bikes, apparently you haven't been able to get a bike for a really, really long time. And of course, so many people talking about vehicles. Um, It's just... You drive by car lots and the inventory to this day is still very, very low in a lot of cases. 